everybody, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. And this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 102. Today we're going to be going over what we've been watching. It's been quite some time since we've actually talked about it. And then we're going to be doing a review of the new Fast and Furious film, F9, The Fast Saga. Uh, without further ado, guys, let's get into what we're watching. Hey, what you watching? All right, guys, so getting into what we've been watching here, it's been some time and... I mean, I don't think we've talked about what we've been watching for a bit, actually, man. So. It's been a few episodes, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's one of those things where I think uh, we just kept having like specials or something going on, so or marathons. So it's one of those things where now we're back to it. So we've had kind of a, a bit of time to go over what we've been watching and such. So looking at it here, let's start with you then, Nabil. Uh, what have you been watching? Well, fortunately, I've been able to catch up on some shows that I've always wanted to watch and hadn't had a chance to. Uh, starting with this new, sh- this newer show. It's actually got a fourth season out right now. Uh, came out this year. It's The Handsmaid's Tale on Hulu. And for those of you that haven't watched it before, it's basically modern times, but set in a dystopian future where women is are forced to live in a concubine under a more fundamentalist theocratic dictatorship. So you're essentially... It's it's a whole world of if you were uber religious because the world has been plunged into a state of because of bad environment that you're not able to bear children or a lot of people can't. And so they kind of indoctrinate a bunch of women um, and create this kind of patriarchy society, patriarchal society where these women are essentially delivering babies for uh, people who cannot and the based off of that structure. So. It's interesting. It's set, it's set in Boston. It stars uh, Elizabeth Moss, um, who I, I've learned from her acting in this show, something called facting is what my wife and I like to call it, which is face acting, because she does a lot of that. There's a lot of <laughs> facial expressions. It's a lot of she's, frowns she's, for her, yeah. Yeah, frowns, frowns, angry, frustrated, pensive, like, it's all the time. But... It's yeah. interesting. The premise is interesting. The story is is different. It also doesn't seem too far fetched. If if there was just a little bit of an edge in in this current uh, political climate, that you could see something like this could happen. But um, yeah, there's a lot of thrills in it. It's it's you you really. It's one of those shows that you will really want to just see what happens next as it continues on. Like something will happen and then it'll because it's you know a bingeable show it kind of ends in a cliffhanger and you're like oh, i need to know what happens next and you start through it and you have to, you get through the next one and it just keeps happening so you know i've been i've 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 just started season four the newest season um after watching the first three seasons over the last three weeks and oh wow okay. it's yeah so i've been really kind of getting through it it's at least an episode or two a night on hulu so Pretty compelling stuff and and quite interesting. It's kind of nuts because I, I I know. Have you enjoyed all the seasons then so far, Bill? You know, I liked the first season. Um, I thought that was original. Um, mm-hmm. and and the second season actually, I liked the first and second season. I didn't like a lot of the third season up until like near the end. That's when I really started getting into the last few episodes. Nice, yeah. It was. Um, I know one of our uh, friends of the pod, Jill. She's watched it. and I know she only liked like the first season and a half, kind of thing. Yeah. And I think they just watch it because it's kind of like, let's just see how this plays out. But, right. 
see. Well, that's kind of how I felt too, because the third season it 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 was just different. I feel like the the main character is not likable, June Osborne. Uh, she's I don't know if that's intentional. At least I don't like her. <laughs> you know, like I feel for her and I feel bad for the situation, but they don't give you a lot to actually care for. But they explain a lot of that near the they kind of give her like a redemption at the end of season three so now i feel a bit more invested into her but like for the second season into going into the most of the third i really started to dislike her character more and more but it seems that they kind of tried to explain that away as a reason behind it but yeah it's an interesting watch it's 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 different from what i've been watching in general so i do enjoy kind of a different kind of story on top of that, I've been able to watch another show that's quite old. This actually came out, I believe, in 2016. It's called The Night Manager. This is on Amazon Prime. It was a short miniseries, which supposedly they're renewing, and but they've been talking about that for like two years. I haven't seen anything new come off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it stars Hugh Laurie and Tom Hiddleston. It's basically about a night manager of a hotel in Cairo, and he gets recruited to infiltrate an arms dealer uh, and get into their inner circle. So I've seen the first two episodes so far. Also, it's it's kind of like an espionage story, you know, foreign espionage. Uh, Tom Hiddleston is the night manager, and Hugh Laurie is the, I guess, the arms dealer in this case. And so you you definitely like to see Tom Hiddleston. I actually got interested in watching this because I was watching Loki, and mm-hmm. I it just reminded me of that show because uh, I think there was an episode where he was... I can't remember who else oh, character he was... <laughs> Yeah, he was playing somebody. Um, they showed him that he was um, the guy who jumps out the plane and disappeared. And oh, it reminded I me, about, yeah, the yeah, unknown case, and it, yeah, right. And it reminded me of this show. I was like, oh, he'd make a good James Bond. And then I saw this, and I was like, yeah, this is you know, he's kind of like a, a Bond esque kind of guy. I mean, it's not as suave, but it's in that kind of world. Um, mm-hmm. It's very a very interesting story. You know, it's it is a British spy uh, drama. So it's not a lot of action per se. It's it's more just kind of, you know, covert stuff. But there's a little bit, and the characters are interesting. You want to kind of know what happens next. So it's a very short series. I believe it's only like eight episodes long. Um, and again, I've only gotten to the first two. So I'm sure um, as we continue on, it's going to get there's going to more things are going to ramp up. But uh, they really set it up like especially the first episode on on just feeling for all the characters and getting their motives and so there is very character driven and the second season kind of helps delve into that a bit more so uh definitely a fun show nice yeah i've heard good things about that one yeah and that's what i've been watching awesome so i got some new stuff in there or kind of old stuff and new stuff a little bit yeah uh, what about you marco uh what have you been watching i've seen quite a few things saw an older movie one called warrior that came out in 2011 it's uh, directed by Gavin O'Connor, who's also done The Accountant, and he also did a recent film that I quite enjoyed, and I think you saw also, James, called The Way Back. So nice, yeah. this movie, it's uh, it's a sports drama that uh, stars Tom Hardy and Joel Egerton, who play like basically two estranged brothers with a background in mixed martial arts. So basically... Uh, Tom Hardy's character, Tommy, has been away from his hometown for a while because uh, he joined the military. Um, he's kind of had a fallout with his dad, who is a an abusive alcoholic when he was a kid. So he ran off with his mom. They, they escaped his wrath. 
uh, got away and his mom ended up falling ill and passing away and stuff. So he sort of just kept this grudge against his, his dad because he's only known him as a piece of shit. His brother was supposed to run away with him, but ended up just staying because because uh, he was in love. And so that created a rift between Tommy and his uh, older brother, Brendan, played by Joel Egerton. But they both have been amateur fighters in MMA and eventually cross roads when they both join a a tournament in which the winner wins $5 million. And each one of them is kind of going through some sort of hardship. Tom Hardy's character, Tommy, is he's, he's had some trauma after going out to, to war overseas. And he feels like he uh, owes his debt to some of his comrades. I'm trying to be kind of loose with it because I don't really want to spoil too much of the movie. But there's a reason why he's going back and trying to win this tournament in order to win this prize money. And then his brother is going through a financial rut right now, is going to lose his house. His wife is, you know, not knowing that they're in a financial rut. He ends up getting suspended because from his job as a school teacher because they find out that he's kind of doing fighting on the side and that's kind of frowned upon for teachers. But uh, the whole the whole thing the whole dynamic of the movie between like the family uh, is is done very well like it it's just so gritty and raw and you really feel for these characters as as they try to reconcile within one another and one of them is trying to you know make amends while the other one is just sort of like pulling away and trying like to keep I guess the you know the drama fresh and going uh, the father played by um, God, his name's escaping me. Nick Nolte. Uh, Nick Nolte plays the the father. And you kind of learn more about his background and his, his battle with alcoholism and trying to also make amends for his shitty behavior. But o- overall, it's like a, it's a really touchy story, especially like if you're ever had a, uh, a fallout with a family member or if you've ever gone to like a big fight with a family member. And like it's kind of just kind of hard to to put the past away and kind of like reconcile. It, they they do a really good job at drawing like the tension between everyone and and really making you care for each character, specifically the brothers. Not not so much the dad because you kind of learn how much of a piece of shit he was, but he's still, I guess, sort of sympathetic in a way. Um, I'd say if like you're a fan of like sports films, MMA, or any type of movie that deals with like a, a torn family or family drama like this, then this is probably for you. It, it, this is my first time seeing it and I really fucking enjoyed it. There's, there's quite a few like gut wrenching scenes here that will probably make you shed a tear. I know I, I sure as hell did, but um, you know, Mark, I would highly recommend it. What's that? Uh, wh- one of the things I, I remember taking away from this film specifically, I think James and I both did was that there was a possibility of growing neck muscles on top of shoulders, yeah. muscles. <laughs> because yeah, this is the man, movie Tom for Hardy. It, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tom Hardy was ripped in this film. I've never seen a man so muscular in the weirdest of ways until I saw him. Well, I think he did he this did film. this and then The Dark Knight Rises like back to back, right? right. So he, he was kind of like bulking up <laughs> for for both. So cuz everyone was saying, "Oh shit, man, he's bulking up. Look at Warrior in it." And everyone was trying to get me to watch this movie because of that. And 
I just sort of kept yeah, putting it off and finally movie. got a chance to see it. But it is, it's a good movie. Yeah, I remember liking this a lot. And I think it's Nick Nolte's the dad, right? I think. Yeah. yeah. And he's uh, <laughs> he does a, he has a really good performance in it. I mean, he's got that voice too, bro. Where he's just <laughs> like his fucking voice, super man. raspy and shit. <laughs> yeah. The scene where he's in the room, I think, or something. Tommy, and he's what just are you like, doing? I, well, I love. I love you boys. And I'm like, God, just spit it out or something, bro. What is but, in your fucking yeah. throat? So Yeah. The the performances overall are really good. Like Tom Hardy and Joel Egerton have really great chemistry for the scenes together, even with Nick Nolte as well, too. And they also have a random like cameo from uh like one of the minor characters in in Marvel. The guy who plays Crossbones is in it, and he has quite like his his role is a lot bigger in this than in the Marvel movies. And I'm like, wow, this guy can actually act. Like, he got the short end of the stick. They should have really made him, like, a full-fledged fucking villain in the Marvel movies, because he actually did pretty fucking good in this movie. So, just want to throw that out there. Oh, nice. Aside from this, I also saw a newer movie. Perhaps you've all heard of this. It's called Army of the Dead. The uh, new Zack Snyder zombie film. I guess if you can call that. It's more like a heist film. A zombie heist film, I guess, if you will. So, I mean, like, yeah, kind of, you know, kind of, I guess, you know, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Starring Dave Bautista and a bunch of other people, Ella Purnell. But uh, if you haven't seen the trailers or if you've been asleep the last like couple of months, uh, the movie is just it's basically about a, uh, a zombie outbreak that happens to occur in Las Vegas, Nevada. And basically like the government after doing a last ditch effort of trying to seize control of the city they completely abandon it and they create a wall around it to confine the zombies in there and trying to figure out what to do with it and so eventually they're like fuck it we're just going to nuke it and and this isn't a spoiler by the way this is all kind of like in the trailer and within the first 15 minutes of the movie the movie's like damn near almost three hours long so really I'm not really giving out that much and this rich mogul hires a bunch of like mercenaries or soldiers of fortune, or he gets a crew together basically because they're all not real soldiers to break into his vault and steal a bunch of fucking money. But there's more that I'm not going to give away. So the the movie starts off like, very brutal like you you get to see a lot of like zombies and a lot of people like get owned either people are shooting zombies or people are getting eaten by the zombies and then it sort of like kind of slows down in the middle but i'm kind of okay with it because it's you're basically following these characters and kind of like getting to know their background and stuff and kind of getting attached to them as as they make their way into las vegas and try to complete this mission and and try to work together I'd say there's le- much less focus on the zombies than the trailer led led people to believe. I feel like some people had an issue with that. It really focuses more on them. I like to compare it a lot to like almost Aliens, the second Aliens movie, where it's just like a ragtag team put into a situation after they've been lied to. The action for when it is, for when it does happen is actually pretty cool. It's very fucking brutal, very fucking detailed. Like you, you see like blood splattering, you see like, you know, guts, you see brains, everything like he didn't really hold back on anything on that. And I thought that was that was kind of cool. There's also like a bit of a, a twist on the zombies. It's it's there. There's a lot of speculation that gets brought up about the zombies of how they came to be, what they are. 
why they've closed down the city, uh, why this rich mogul has hired these people to, you know, break into his vault and stuff and why them and why he couldn't go through like legal means or whatever. So, I mean, if you're, if, if you're into like zombie movies or if you are a fan of Zack Snyder, then, um, I can recommend it. It is a little long. I will say that. Like I said, it, it gets kind of slow in the middle. There's not much action in the middle. It's kind of like more at the beginning, a little bit like towards the middle. And then like towards the end is when everything goes off and you see a lot of zombies die. So again, if, if you're a fan of that, then this is for you. If not, then you can probably skip it. I mean, if subscribe to Netflix, it's practically free. So, I mean, if you're really bored, you can check it out. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was interesting and I'm kind of looking forward to see if they explain a little bit more because of the sort of twist that is hidden in, in the plot. But um, yeah, they said that they yeah. might be doing a sequel, right? Like, cause he's trying to build a whole um, franchise around this specifically. Yeah. There's going to be a spinoff called army of the dead lost Vegas, which I guess is sort of like a prequel. I think it's going to be uh, animated too. Yeah. One of them is going to be animated and then another one's going to be like a, um, a prequel to it to sort of explain a little bit more about what happened. Cause they, they leave clues there and there, like I said, there's a lot of speculation, but it doesn't really spell it out for you. So that's why they, want to do that and i guess they left it like that on purpose because they knew they wanted to kind of do an expanded universe on this which i don't know why but i mean it's it's interesting enough for me to to kind of care yeah so i mean i saw this movie too marco i just wasn't a big fan i don't know if you guys saw my box review or not it was one of those things where i mean it is way too long and i think the fact that they they set up all this stuff like the robot zombies and all this shit ahead of time it's just kind of like very snack Zack Snyder up on his own shit, I think. That's my opinion. Like, you're setting up world building, like, ahead of time before you even know if anyone's going to like this fucking movie, man. I don't know. And then the whole concept of them going in, and it was all daytime during the Vegas shoots, and I felt like it should have been nighttime stuff. It would have been a lot cooler. They, they missed, There's, like, a lot of missed opportunities in the film. And plus, I agree with you, too. The movie's, like, two and a half hours long, man. It is... It is, it's, it's a little fucking long for a zombie film. And especially, there's like a whole hour at one point, I think, that goes by, and it's just like, uh, and I mean, there's a lot of boneheaded shit going on in this plot, too. So, yeah, it's, um, I, I went in with a very low expectations. Like, it's like, yeah. like I do with most zombie movies. I mean, unless it's like 28 days later, then I'm like, mm, yeah, this is yeah, probably yeah. going to be dumb. But that, that's why, like, the, the two and a half hour thing is probably the one thing that would turn people off. Especially because it slows down in the middle, and everyone thinks it's just going to be zombie action packed all the time. It's not. It's definitely not. No, I would. I would say. I would even say that there's like a lot of dumb fucking subplots in this movie that don't need to be. I mean, that, that adds yeah, like two and a half the, hours. The daughter subplot is one thing they could have definitely oh. taken out. It did not. Yeah. need Where to they be go there. to it find was, was, uh, what's her name? Uh, Gita. Sorry. So they yeah, go, which, go try to go find yeah, Gita. Which. Not really a spoiler, but I mean, it didn't really matter that they did. It just it had no real payoff <laughs> that they did. Oh. It just I, I was like, okay, they you, that could have saved you twenty minutes. The whole daughter subplot could have saved you another twenty minutes. Really, it's very forced. So. It's kind of like, and then there's like a, I don't want to spoil it either, but there's almost like a forced romance in a second for like a little bit, just to kind of add some, like some like make you care about a character right before a character's death happens and it's like what yeah, the and fuck you was only the have, point of that you only get that at the very end so kind of like that i was care at the very end <laughs> i kind of like that it's so stupid it's, oh, man yeah did you watch it too Nibble? yeah yeah i saw it too. 
Oh, okay. Well, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. I, I do uh, agree like that he yeah. could probably use a co-writer if he's going to do another one because he probably He's only written two things and it was like this and Sucker Punch and both are I think are his, probably his worst films at this point. Yeah, he needs and, to partner uh, with someone to clean He also up. was his own cinematographer on this one and this movie looks like shit. So I don't know what the it fuck was, he was thinking. It wasn't that bad. The, the, the whole like out of focus thing was kind of weird at first but I kind of got used to it. So... I mean, yeah, yeah it's I was not the best. It's not the best too. cinematography I've seen, but it, it's not bad. Yeah, I like his previous <laughs> cinematographer though, because his movies usually look like pretty good sometimes. At least, at yeah. the very least, his movies are, are shot well. But this one, I was like, what the fuck, man? It it feels uh, like with this one, he wanted to have like full control of everything, and it shows. And it's like maybe uh, maybe not one hundred percent. Yeah, maybe I almost not feel like Zach. it's because. Like his falling out with Warner Brothers, and this is kind of like the result. Like Netflix let him just do whatever he wanted. Yeah, and I think it was just like I'm gonna just do all this, and they're like, "All right, I guess." So uh, hopefully, it's just he needed this to get it out of his system, and then he starts like collaborating with the people he used to work with a little bit more to kind of like yeah tighten his stories up a little bit better. But but yeah, cool. um, it's if it like that's why I was like if you're not a fan of his work or if two and a half hours is too long for you, this is probably a skip. Yeah. But uh, aside from this, real quick, I've I've been giving my Netflix a lot of love as of recent. Um, I also saw the Netflix documentary series Formula One: Drive to Survive about uh, Formula One race car driving. I love and, that uh, series, dude. I some people have been recommending it to me, like, and I and it popped up in my queue because Rush is on Netflix right now and added it to my queue because I've never seen that movie and I want to. And it's like, oh, if you like this, maybe you should watch that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a show that, you know, it's been recommended to me. And people said, hey, you might like it. And you know what? I've actually been fucking enjoying it. It, it the, the whole show moves kind of episodic with, like, each individual driver on each separate team. Like, for the, uh, for the most part, um, it, it focuses the first few episodes on Daniel Ricardo, who races or who did race for uh, Red Bull at the time. Uh, it's a little bit of Max Verstappen on there, Sebastian Vettel, and of course, um, what's his name, Lewis Hamilton. You get a little bit of each driver's perspective on each team. You get a little bit of history of each of the driving teams. You get some background on Formula One racing, on the history of the different racetracks that that they go into. So far, one of my favorites has been when they go to Monaco because it reminds me of Iron Man Two because that's where Tony Stark <laughs> was racing when yeah when Whiplash, Whiplash was there. Came out on the fucking track. <laughs> Where's my bird? He's my bird. But uh, it's it's interesting to kind of see like the dynamics of the teams, how it's just like any sports team or 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 any league. There are rich teams and there are poor teams. There are rich teams that do horrible. There are poor teams that do great. And you get behind the the mindset of some of these drivers and stuff. And it the 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 way that they that they film the series like you're you know you get the pov of the driver you get like outside of the car you see the races and it's pretty fucking awesome man there's a there's a lot of good fucking cinematography on there and of course you get to see some of the crashes which you know you don't want to see anyone hurt but still i mean come on you're kind of like wondering are they going to crash or are they not it, it's very interesting very high octane fast pace obviously um if if you're like into like racing or formula one you're at the least bit interested to see like the history and and what it involves then i i could recommend this to you the episodes are very short they're only like 30 minutes long 
and each season is only 10 minutes long. I was trying to burn through like the first season and just kind of like catch up. And it has kind of got me like a little bit interested in formula one racing. Like I, I, I mean, they, the races are super early. So it's like, I kind of have to watch on my app or I look at the highlights on YouTube or something, but um, it's, it's, it's kind of cool and, and, and interesting, especially like whenever there's like nothing on, or if you're not uh, interested in, in the sports that they're, uh, that they're showing right now. I mean, who wouldn't love baseball, but still, you know, some people don't like baseball. Maybe, maybe you get into formula one race driving. I don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, I can't yeah. believe you. You're watching Formula One race. <laughs> like I know, show. dude. It's fucking like, wild. Fuck I know. It's a good show. Like, I know. Yeah, I do. It, it is a good on, show. Huh? Nice. It, yeah, it's it, it. Thirty minute episodes, man. And uh, I know it's interesting. Well, but I think it's interesting about it too is that it goes through the whole race season. So this show, yeah, there's there's another series on uh, Amazon Prime. I can't remember the name of it that talks about a different team each season. Um, oh, so like nice. I remember when it did like McLaren and you went through the whole race season for McLaren. But this show, what's different about it, what which I like is that it's talking about uh, just the whole season. And like you said, Marco, it talks about different perspectives. So from the drivers to the pit crew to the managers, uh, just everything, and you get to see how that season went. Um, so it's yeah. a bit, of, it's it's kind of like that um, that NFL show that's on. Um, and Prime as well that talks about that focuses on one team a season. Oh, Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. Yeah, um, that's on HBO. Yeah, that's on HBO. Yeah, HBO. I think there's another show too that's on Netflix that's also similar to that. But um, but it, basically it's that you know. So it's that's what they have on Prime, and then this one is just talking about the season, which is interesting. And I mean, yeah, if you if you like F one, there isn't a lot of F Formula One stuff out there, so this is an interesting kind of segue into it. But and the season's going on right now, so you know maybe we'll get more people to watch it. But obviously for yeah, those I, re- I really who- get invested into the in- the individual races and the tracks and stuff. I'm not right. gonna lie, it kind of reminds me of uh, Mario Kart. So <laughs> <laughs> that that's yeah. kind of why too. I'm just like, oh shit, that's pretty cool. It's like the different racetrack in Mario Kart. Oh, okay, yeah, it's real. True. <laughs> You can't throw mushrooms at each other or, 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 or shells. Okay. But um yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've been watching lately, man. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. So what about you, James? What have you been watching, sir? So I've been watching I've been I've been lagging on movies. I don't know if you guys have noticed or not. I know. Um, I was asking myself, who the fuck is this guy? Where's yeah, my I mean, friend? Mar- Marco's, Marco's watching F one shows and shits, I mean. I, th- I think I'm uh, influencing <laughs> you guys a little bit. I like it. Oh, watch I like out, walk outside going. and motherfuckers driving a Maserati or something like. Okay, my bad. I didn't realize. <laughs> well, I I did get a speeding okay. ticket this weekend, so fuck. Ooh, thinking I was a race car shit. driver. Okay. All right, Ricky Racer, relax. Um, <laughs> so I've actually been watching um, a lot of TV shows, but I, I watch the movies too. And I mean, it's we've got so much stuff, but the one I want to bring up uh, right off the bat was um, I started watching. The show, it's a show on stars. It's called Blind Spotting. I don't know if you guys have heard oh, of this yes. one. Obviously, it is a spin off sequel to the 2018 movie of the same name. I don't, as you guys uh, recall, I believe we talked to, uh, we did a review on it actually. It's one of my, one of our, one of the ones I, I liked. Uh, I know Marco liked it a lot too. It is, yeah, uh, it this time movie. around though, it, it focuses on the kind of the side character, Ashley, played by Jasmine Sifa Jones, who is uh, Miles. Uh, girlfriend, and basically the movie—I mean, sorry—the show is about Miles, played by Raphael Casal. He's uh, arrested in the beginning, and he goes to jail. So Ashley needs to move in with her young son to Miles' mom's house, and the mom is played by Helen Hunt. And 
his half sister lives there too. Trish, played by uh, Jalen Barron, and uh, Trish and um, Ashley butt heads immediately because they have different views on life and all this stuff. And I will tell you guys right now that this has easily become like my new favorite show, and I highly recommend it. It's um, it's really fucking good. I don't know if I can say that enough, but it's it's three episodes in so far. And um, it is fantastic. If you like the movie Blind Spotting, um, this movie is basically like a continuation. But this time around, you're in a perspective from Ashley's point of view, and I think it's really unique. It's funny at times. It has a lot of Bay Area shit in it too. Obviously, it takes place in Oakland. So, um, and they used all like pretty. They try to stay pretty local for this one. So like, Raphael Cazell, who plays Miles, is um, kind of like the showrunner for this one, and. He did a lot of things from all the way, even, like, Oakland, San Francisco, Berkeley, like, San Leandro, Pinole, people from there. Like, it's pretty awesome, so. Um, yeah. Have you guys I, heard about I, this? I uh, I heard about it, and I I know it's been hyped up for a while, and I had forgotten about it up until it premiered. And I have yeah. another friend that's been trying to get me to watch it. I want to watch it because that, I fucking love Blind Spotting. It's, it's one of my all-time favorite movies. And yeah, I saw a tweet from Raphael Cassell that said that they're going to be shouting out Bay Area businesses and stuff like that, and artists, yeah. and, and try to yeah. really talk up the Bay and and people who are are like local to the area and stuff. It's they actually released the first episode for free. If you go to the Blind Spotting IG page, then I think it's in their link, and you can actually there's a like a, a code you can redeem to watch the first episode for free. Uh, each episode is only 30 minutes long, too, so they're pretty quick watches. Nice. They, it premieres on Sundays on Stars, so if you have that, and uh, if you're a fan of the, um, like I said, of the movie, or, you know, I, it's like a direct continuation, so I'd say watch the movie beforehand, but you don't necessarily have to, but it makes a lot more sense with the characters, but uh, it's awesome, so I would highly recommend it. It's It's been a lot of fun. So The other thing I want to talk about is I watched Bo Burnham's Inside. A Netflix special. I don't have you guys heard about this one. Yeah, it popped up on my queue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie's really fucking good. I highly recommend you guys check this one out too. It is a uh, comedian Bo Burnham basically wrote, directed, edited everything. He did everything for this. So he shot this all in his house over the course of the the last year uh, during COVID, and it's like it's like a breakdown of like his thoughts and ideas and comedy and. It's told in ways where I don't know if you guys are familiar with how Bo Burnham does his comedy. He he kind of sings and shit, uh, and surprisingly, I, he sings quite well, by the way, which is an even bigger kind of a shock. And the songs and that he sings are quite catchy in this little special, and um, they're actually really funny. The whole thing's kind of funny, but it's it's almost kind of therapeutical to see kind of somebody and their reactions to the whole, you know, the shit show that was twenty twenty. And I think um, it's not very long either. It's like less than an hour and a half. But um, if you guys have ever been interested in it, there's a lot of hype on this one, a lot going on too. But I think it's really creative. It's super unique. And there's um, quite a lot to like here. So I, I would recommend uh, if you guys haven't checked it out or added it to your queue at least. Uh, it's on Netflix, obviously. Netflix exclusive thing. And it's it's really well done. I really liked it a lot. And the uh, the songs are stuck in my head too. Which is really, are they, I, I've heard that they're pretty catchy, but no, I haven't had a chance to watch it, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I think you'd really like it, Nibble. You and um, 
Marco would probably like it, truth be told. It's actually yeah, really um, funny. So One of my other friends recommended it to me as well, too. It, and I misspoke. It didn't pop up on my queue. It popped up on, on Netflix, and I added it to my queue because I was like, oh, nice. it there looks interesting. Especially, like, because the description talks about what you said, James, how he, like, he filmed it over the course of a year and kind of, like, put it all together over that time frame. I'm like, that's yeah, actually a pretty cool concept. And, Marco, it's, it's really cool because it's, like, you see him kind of even breaking down a couple times, and it's just like, I understand, brother. Right? You're like, yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. So, real quick, too, since i got a little bit of time, I will talk about it. I also saw the new Pixar film, Luca, that is uh, premiered on Disney+. Plus. It is a basically, it's set in like the 60s or 70s, I think, and it basically is about these two sea monsters, played by Jacob Tremblay and Jack Dylan Grazer, and they're basically um, two, they're two sea monsters, and when the sea monsters come out of the water, they become humans, and they basically, it's, it's a story about their friendship, and they go to the local town, it's like set in Italy, and they try to win a Vespa competition, it's, it's pretty direct, but I liked it a lot. It's getting a lot of shit from people because it's kind of more simplified story, but I really thought it had strong, um, some really strong animation in this one. It's very colorful. I thought it was really funny too. I watched it with my family. We all enjoyed it. And, um, I think with the messages about friendships and like finding friendships in the most unlikely places is really well done and told here. So that's just my quick little jab at uh luca i don't know if you guys have seen it either yet but if you guys like the pixar films I w- i'd recommend taking a look at this one there's always this thing's always kind of put your heart you know so classic pixar there yeah every time when you even when you least expect it you're like i don't think this will be that uh like deep and then by the end i was like god damn it they got me <laughs> they got so, the feels <laughs> sons of bitches i was like fuck man even near the end i was like wow i didn't think i was gonna get emotional at the end of fucking luca a tale of two sea monsters that try to get a vespa so, uh, and, <laughs> and then, uh, uh, lastly, I'll just mention it. I'm watching, uh, Dave season two on Hulu right now too. Um, it's fucking great. So if you liked the first season, this is just continuing little Dickie's rise to fame. So it's, it's awesome. This is just a quick one there too, but yeah, but that's everything I've been watching. Like I said, normally I don't talk about TV shows, so that's kind of rare for me. Just brought them up. Cause you know, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm doing, I'm, I'm fucking mixing it up. Getting all crazy. Just and shit. watching I don't the know. TV. I don't yeah, even know who that, he is man. anymore. I know. Well, shit, Marco's fucking... I just saw him suit up in a one-piece, bro, trying to fucking get ready for a race. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what's going on with this guy. How the tables are turned. Next next week, he's going to talk about watching some shit on the British Broadcast Channel and shit. <laughs> I know, right? He's like, man, I don't know. I'll give <laughs> Downton Abbey a try and fuck. It's, it's pretty fucking good. Like, what? Who are Can't you, stop watching bro? The Crown now, man. Yeah, he's like, I got tea and crumpets with my friends, Roy. So, anyways, that is what we've been watching. Let's jump into now our main review of F9, The Fast Saga. The world has a way of changing. And we change, too. There are moments that separate us. But we always come back together. We heard y'all needed a little love out here. Y'all ever thought about the wild missions we've been on? We've taken out planes, trains, tanks. I'm not going to even think about the submarine. And now we got cars flying in the air? Who is he? Jacob is 
Dom's brother. Been a long time, Dom. Little brother. You always say never turn your back on family, but you turned your back on me. Now your little family is in my world. Are you ready? Whatever's on you. Is you ready? It's on us. Are you ready? He's got his own private army. We need help. What's he got? No way. Is you ready? So how do y'all want to play this? Fast. F9, the Fast Saga, has a Rotten Tomato score of 61%. Currently in theaters right now. I'm sure it's going to eventually come out on demand, as always, pretty quickly, probably in a couple months. It's uh, back to the classic with Dom Toretto, who's leading a quiet, living a quiet life off the grid when a new threat emerges in the form of Jacob, his younger brother. What a twist. Hopefully nobody was uh, didn't saw the... Everybody saw the trailer for that. Trailer pretty much spoiled in that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so his younger brother Jacob, who's teamed up with a nefarious group to cause pain and destruction for millions. Directed by Justin Lin, who also directed a bunch of other Fast and Furious films, such as The Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious, Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six, uh, and of course uh, a film that's a bit lesser known, Star Trek Beyond. Should have watched that, guys. Written by Daniel Casey. Yeah. <laughs> who uh, also wrote uh, Kin, and also uh, Justin Lin was a co-writer for this. This is starring Vin Diesel, who returns as Dominic Toretto, Michelle Rodriguez as Letty, Jordana Brewster comes back as Mia, Tyrese Gibson as Roman, Ludacris as Tej, Natalie Emmanuel as Ramsey, Sung Kang as Han, Anna Sawe as Elle, Helen Mirren as Queenie, Kurt Russell as Mr. Nobody, Lucas Black Surprise is back as Sean and Lil Bow Wow as Twinkie. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting to see not just some old characters, but some really old characters um, back into the frame. <laughs> Man, when you see them, you could tell time has not been kind to all of them. <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah, I mean, yeah, especially. I Bow mean, one wow, of them's pushing like, fifty, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bow Wow though, I was like, did he eat Bow Wow? Well, Lucas Black is what well, like sixty-two now, right? Like he's he's Dude. age. Shit, he was thirty-four when he filmed the other one. I think I was like, <laughs> he's in high school. <laughs> All right, so who's the villain in this one? We've got a few: John Cena as Jacob. Uh, we also have oh gosh, his name Thu Thu. Ersted Rasmussen as Otto, and uh, Charlize Theron is back again as Cypher, who plays, I'll be honest, a very minimal role and kind of a wasted role. It seems like maybe they it's just set up role in there just to put God, her in there. I get it. Yeah. It's a setup up role, bro. It's terrible, terrible. Anyways, uh, memorable quote. Han, so how do you all want to play this? Dom, Fast. So I kept the same format as our original uh, marathon. Yeah, so if you if guys you, can't tell, yeah, this, this is from our big, uh, her, yeah. her fast saga uh, run through when we were going to the marathon. This is how it was. Yeah, so if, uh, if you want to listen to it back to back, it follows the same format, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. hilarious. That's why. <laughs> 
All right. So now that we've got all the the setup out of out of the way here, let's let's really talk about the film itself. Uh, I'm going to start with Marco, and let's let's get your thoughts. What did you think about this movie, Marco? What to say about this movie? Man, I had fun with this fucking movie, dude. I'm not gonna lie. It's it, these movies. They're they're nothing but action porn, dude. It's that's all they are. It's like one set <laughs> piece after to another, yeah. one ridiculous stunt after another. And I enjoyed that. That's what I was expecting. I wanted to get wowed by that. I wanted to see what what sort of ridiculous like thing they would get into and. It delivered, and I was entertained. I laughed a lot, wowed a lot in disbelief. <laughs> but uh, ultimately, I got what I paid for, man. You're these aren't Oscar winners. You're not here to listen to, you know, any freaking amazing performance by anyone. It's you're just you're just there to get entertained, really. Um, some people said that. It, I've heard and read that some people said, oh, it gets kind of numbing at some point. But I, I know what, like I said, I know what I paid for. I know what was there to see. And I'll get into more details later. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I fucking enjoyed it, dude. I had fun. Hmm. So it sounds like to me, basically, you know, as long as you're going in with very knowing what you're getting into, then. It, it was an enjoyable film in that perspective. I mean, if you've seen the last three movies, then yeah, you should know what you're getting into. <laughs> yeah. Well, on the other side of that, let's let's ask you, James, what were your thoughts on this film? I mean, I thought it was nuts that it um there's like dinosaurs in this fucking movie, dude. Yeah. Not crazy. <laughs> oh wait, I'm sorry. I'm th- I'm talking about the IMAX preview of uh, Jurassic World Dominion that I saw that was only <laughs> two minutes long and was more entertaining than this movie. Uh, yeah, this was terrible. This was fucking, I mean, at this point, the Fast Saga needs to end. I mean, we're 10 movies in, guys. This is we're close, this close is like to the end, anyways. fucking many. Yeah, I mean, they're going to do 10 as a part one and two now or some shit. I'm like, okay, Harry Potter. Um, Jesus. Like Marco said, it's it's kind of like you just go in, shut your brain off. But man, it's, it's so fucking stupid at this point that it's just... It's so corny and cheesy, and yeah, I laughed a lot, but it was mostly just because, like, everyone should be dead, you know what I mean? And it, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, fucking Tej, Diaries' character makes a joke about it, and it's also kind of like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you guys are making fun of yourself at this point. And it's, it's, it's the so... ongoing joke of the movie. Yeah, but it, it also, for me, truthfully, and then, like, people are coming back, I'm like, are these guys fucking superheroes, apparently? Like, this makes no sense. They, they retcon so much shit in these movies that it's like, okay. Like, I, I like... Um, like um Han one of my favorite characters. Tokyo Drift's probably one of my favorite um films, so and it's it's like Jesus Christ, dude, like this makes no fucking sense, man. And am I under the impression that Mr. Nobody died already? The fuck did he come back? No, I'm sure it's a setup because they don't really bring much up. He just showed up. Him. I'm like, he fucking died yeah. in fast seven, didn't he? Or eight? Which one did Paul work? Uh seven, yeah. Yeah. Seven. So I was like, Okay, I guess we're just gonna roll with that. He's like a okay. I was like, Cool, all right, Colson. So <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. The action is over the top. Some of the CGI looks fucking terrible, too. Um, for a movie that has this kind of budget, it's almost like, okay. I mean, but if you want to see a car get hooked onto a fucking remains of a bridge and swing across to an island and nobody get a single scratch on them, I mean, this is the movie for you, I guess. 
Yeah, I would have to agree with a lot of that you were saying, James. And and I, I'm on your side, Mark, with saying that you know what to expect from this film. But I got to tell you, like, there's there's like over the top and then there's just, you know, over the cliff. You've, you've gone too far. You know, they've, they've really... Literally over the cliff, Nabil. Yeah, I mean, literally, they, they yeah. have the scene. In the yeah, the, the, the chasm or chasm or whatever. Yeah. whatever fuck like... The, how the how film, did he know that there would be enough room r- rope for that or anything? Because know. he's a he's a street racer. He That's went what. with no. He went with family. Yeah, family. And then like, just, he I mean, his... I just adding to that. No, I just hate how they add shit. Like they're just adding stuff to add stuff to the story because they're they're out of ideas. Yeah. Like, I mean, what about his long his lost brother, brother that he's never right. mentioned in eight fucking films? Like, what? He's all about family, and yet he hated <laughs> his brother. You know. It's and also like to know that uh, they do a lot of flashbacks in this film, and they show John Cena and Vin Diesel as as kind of I guess I'm gonna say your late teens, early twenties. Can't really tell based off of what they're trying to do because that would make Han, <laughs> I mean, make a Dom and uh, and Jacob pretty old uh, technically. So I'm not sure, but um, I think they just needed to get yeah. people out into the film to see something crazy, and I'm hoping that they try to ground it a little bit more for the last two quote films because it's part one part two um and get back probably, to the roots probably, probably, probably not but though. see the bill they're not. they're not they're just gonna keep pushing the bar like yeah did jacob come out of nowhere yeah but you know what if if they're bringing people back from the dead left and right letty han sean yeah, oh wait he never died so they're gonna bring paul walker back age. right <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna see him soon about <laughs> twinkie but that was just a diabetic coma it wasn't a big yeah. deal he's back you know what I, mean? <laughs> uh, I love how uh, he stopped calling himself that too i was just like mm, yeah probably not a good nickname but it, it, yeah i was it, like look he saw himself in the mirror and said mm, probably gonna stop <laughs> I I just think that they're they're just trying to be more and more ridiculous, and I get it. Like, there's there's a scene. It's right at the beginning, the first fucking mission where Tyrese is getting shot by literally like sixteen guys with AK forty sevens, and they're like ten feet away from him, unloading yeah. a clip, and no bullets hit him. Uh, like, Mar- not Marco, they're like, like they're like, they're like. Dude, they're like five feet away from him, bro. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're so close, and from all <laughs> angles, by the way. Some of them are coming up from up top. He's clipping him with the handgun, and then finally he gets a hold of the AK forty-seven, and with one clip wipes out all sixteen of them. I'm like, okay, dude. All right, no military training. All right, he's a street. My whole thing he's was like, racer, so there's though. no like, yeah, there's no consequence of. Of, of, of attacking another uh, country's military too, I'm like, I guess we just don't give a fuck. I'm like, all right, yeah, right. that's an act of war, shit. sir. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Let, let's just not forget. Let's just not forget the ridiculousness of the fact that a secret spy agency sanctioned by the United States <laughs> has <laughs> unlimited resources. They can literally hire any hired gun in the world, and they're like, "Let's get these guys." Let's get these like, hey, I know, right They're like, I know some guys down in LA. Let me go yeah. let me give, give them a ring. I'm like, wait. They live what? by a code. They're, they're really good mechanics. And uh, can shoot I guns. trust them. I trust them. <laughs> they're, they're like what? family. Dude, I, uh, I I was having a beer while I was drinking this. Um, and oh, uh, While you man, were drinking this, sir? Every, yeah. <laughs> the one movie theater, you know? Drinking, no, while you were watching it, sir. Every, he's still drinking, drinking the film in, every. James. Every time, oh, every time they said family, family, I would take a sip. Like within like the first hour of the movie, I think it was like halfway down my beer because like they just he just kept saying it, 
It's all about family. Except when it's my little brother. <laughs> Which uh, I do, <laughs> I do agree to go. Without even asking him or having Jacob explain himself and say, hey, so what happened with dad's car? He just automatically jumps the gun and says, you're dead to me, basically. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. I would say, I mean, Dom is a man of few words. And I mean, pretty like lack of communication. Wait, hold on. This is kind of spoilers that we're talking about. Yeah, don't go too far into it. We won't go too far. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it just tells you to the absurdity of the plot, too, where, I mean, this is the part of the franchise we're in, to be honest, is, you know, they've they've done already pretty much all the other tropes, so the Long Lost Brother thing is already, you know, that's what they're trying to bring I in. I mean, so. and then the, the villain is terrible, Otto. It's, yeah. like, such a fucking throwaway. Like, I'm not well, going to remember this guy in a week. They tease his dad a lot, right? They're saying how rich and powerful he is, and guess what? We, we know nothing about this. Is he going to be the ultimate bad guy? Like, we have no idea. Because Who knows? Yeah, he didn't even seem menacing. He was just like an attachment to Jacob, and then, I mean, I'll talk about it in spoilers. But there's, there's a, I mean, the whole movie's predictable too. Obviously, every bad yeah. guy becomes a good guy in these fucking shows. Bro, Mister Nobody is gonna turn out to be his dad. Watch, <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't That's have an accent. Son. It doesn't matter these first, movies. Folks. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, and matter. The, uh, they, uh, we'll talk about it in spoilers. Never mind. I'll All hold right. off. So it's there's a lot more we want to talk about here. Yeah. Um, let me just ask, just in general, do you, is there any specific scene that maybe isn't spoilery, maybe a stunt that stood out for you in the film that you, you felt like, okay, this is memorable? Yeah. Uh, Jacob grabs Dom, throws him through the top frame of a door, and Dom does not become paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most... I literally looked at Janelle and I said, this is ridiculous. <laughs> So you didn't you didn't think that it was weird how Dom suddenly became just like the rock and could pull down an entire platform with just his two arms and just make everything collapse? Just pure. Or I mean they also jumped from a third story, four stories up, and they landed on a truck and not a shoulder blade was separated. No nothing dislocated. No, what about when he's basically inside a rolling cage with that freaking like metal truck? (laughs) <laughs> and he's it's the, uh, flipping it's 360 you, flipping and nothing Marco, is happening I believe you're to talking inside. about uh the same the idea they got from the lost world when the t-rex has pushed the <laughs> yeah. uh, truck over the edge <laughs> and and, he, and like they show the inside point of view right the whole thing is spinning and he's okay he's just like walking to the door i'm like dude the thing is fucking spinning. You should be all over that fucking place. Can I, can I also mention, I think he's wearing Tim's and they're not tied either. So. <laughs> <laughs> also, they're all acrobats, by the way, because they can just jump onto in and out of different cars in the middle of the air, back and forth, no problem. <laughs> can I can I mention one last thing? I know I'm just shitting on it, but like they really wanted us to like the magnet shit, like big oh, time dude. movie. Like they to to a point, like they kind of overuse it. Did you guys? Get yeah. That also, it it impacts everything around them, but not the car that's no, actually yeah, metal say, as well. Yeah, I'm like, what about yeah. their cars? <laughs> yeah, she's wearing sunglasses at one point. I'm like, wouldn't hers get torn off her face I feel, too? Isn't isn't nope. um what's her name? This is uh. Cypher or the girl that Ramsey uh, Ramsey Ramsey sorry <laughs> Cypher Ramsey doesn't she have like a bunch of piercings too wouldn't that shit just like peel off of her yeah that's why oh, I was like this, yeah. 
No, but that's what I'm saying. They, they, this whole movie is just convenience. Like whatever's convenient to the plot will happen. They're like, oh yeah. fuck it, this is what happens. So yeah, the magnets play a big part. I'd like to talk a little bit more of that in spoiler. I, though, I, I, w- I will say that one one of the things that they do lack are stakes. I, I ain't talking yeah. about no yes. Omaha stakes either. There, there's there's no. I mean there's there's tension, but you know that it's not gonna matter because literally nothing will happen to these characters, and even if they do die they'll come back like yeah. that is the one thing that uh that i think kind of gets a bit too repetitive with the movies it's like dude they're all gonna they're all gonna be okay you're just trying you're uh, the only thing that keeps you watching is the wonder of how they're gonna get out of this what ridiculous stunt they're gonna do and i think that's the only yeah, thing that keeps it going yeah 100 percent, 100 percent I think that's a really good point. This is one of the big differences from the other films is that there really isn't the high stakes. You know, you regardless of no. how camp you know campy the the plot is or or cheesy you're, you're some watching stuff, stuff is. You're watching the escape yeah. artist. You know he's going to get away. You're just wondering how. That's it. Right. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Because I believe yeah, in each film, there's always been somebody who passed away. You know, that was killed or something that happened, or at least there was a risk to something that was going to happen. And yeah, in this film, there just wasn't any of that. So I will mention that the uh, the main writer that's been writing him since the second movie, I think this is like the first movie he didn't write. And I mean, I think it actually took a dive because of that. No, not saying the I'm not saying the writing of the other one's amazing either, but at least they had a kind of a coherent fucking plot to him. This one was like, all right, I guess. (laughs) All right. All right. So let's before we go into spoilers, let's just talk about the rating overall. Marco, what was your rating of this for this film? Um, We're looking at a one to five star rating. Man, I still give it three and a half stars. It's entertaining. Yeah, it's action porn. Uh, Would you recommend this to anybody then? I would if you're a fan of the franchise, if you know what to expect, if you if you just want to go have fun and turn your brain off and just not think about it and just enjoy like what you see then yeah i will say it is a bit too long it's like it's two and a half fucking hours man i'm like it is a very long film you could have trimmed some of this down but um but still i i thought it was i thought it was entertaining okay all right fair enough james what would you rate this film i would rate this uh two out of five what about you as far as recommendations yeah I mean, if you want to watch that Jurassic Park thing, I think you can just buy the ticket, go in there, watch it, and then leave. I think and get a full refund. So if you just want only to an IMAX, though, that, so, might, yeah. that might be your best. That might be your best bet. Uh, but if for a fast movie, I mean, you're either gonna see this or not. I think this is. Pre- I don't think anyone's on the fence about seeing this movie. Either you like these movies or you don't. If if you don't like them, then obviously this is not gonna make you like them. And if you do like them, I mean, truthfully, this might make you. I mean, it all depends how long you've seen them all and when's the last time. But they're getting a little long in the tooth, though. So. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I give it a two stars as well. And I mean, I wouldn't recommend it from a film standpoint. Uh, but if you're if already seen all the other Fast and Furious films, you know, you're pretty vested at this point. So you got to You got to stick with it and, and watch it till the end. All right. So that's our recommendations. We're actually going to go into spoilers now and start going into a bit more of the uh, craziness of this film and uh, the campiness of it. If you're uh, trying to wait to watch it still you haven't had a chance go ahead and skip a little bit forward we'll get we'll talk a little bit more about the fast and furious uh saga as a whole and then of course our outro so skip ahead if you haven't listened otherwise hold on for just a moment
All right. So going into spoiler section, let's just talk about the big reveal that they just gave away in the trailer, uh, and that's Han returning. So James, what did you actually think about how they brought him back and like his whole, you know, reason reason to being essentially? I was actually very confused. <laughs> they they like Jesus. explained it that Mister Nobody was there the whole time, and like I'm like, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's cool that he came back. He's such a cool character. I mean, when they made Tokyo Drift, you know, it's technically a set in 2013, but it came out in 2006, so. Yeah. That's why everybody still has iPads or iPods, right? But um, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. They're, they're, no one has an iPhone. Flip phones. They report they're drifting <laughs> nope. in flip phones though, because flip, you know, flip you know. phones, bro. Remember that? Yeah. Yep. But um, it was it was cool. He came back, but it was just fucking stupid. And truthfully, the chick that's with him, um, L. Right. I'm like, I had no connection to her really. I'm like, I get it. They but they added that whole once again convenience. They added know, a online. subplot that he was like a. A spy for Mister Nobody the whole time. I'm like, didn't seem like it in Tokyo Drift, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I was a bit confused by that. I'll be honest, because I, I couldn't figure out. So he met Mister Nobody after Giselle died, and then was just in with the Yakuza and to, to handle something else, and then I, was killed yeah. because he saved the girl. No, it's because Jason. Uh, no, they Jason, also added that plot. Your guess is as Jason Statham killed him, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I had to put up star charts and shit to try to figure out what the fuck's <laughs> going on here. I was like, wait a minute. But, uh, I, yeah. I did think it was kind of a bullshit way to bring him back. It, it, I mean, well, it, then they never explain, right? No, they they got we, hella meta about it too and said, but how did he come back? It's like, you know, Mr. Nobody. It was his he greatest, just, Mr. He just said he's, he's Mr. Very Nobody's convincing. greatest trick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that, that's, what's that mean that's then? A was it a hol- shitty- what, what the fuck? What does that mean though? It it means we don't know how to explain this, so just go with it. That's what that means. <laughs> yeah, just roll Basically. with it. Basically, dude, because they're showing him spitting up blood, flipped over, and then the next shot, he's gone. Then it blows up. I was like, wait a minute, who the f- did someone grab him, or was he never CGI, in there? Bro. Or? They CGI him. Was out. that a yeah? I was like, was that a hologram? <laughs> and he was like remotely being thing, even though in Tokyo Drift that makes no fucking sense. But okay, yeah, I. It, and they could have shown anything. Like they gave him a device to pop open the door. There was something in his car that let him escape. Anything. Like they they easily could have explained that. And they just they were like, "Fuck it, we're not." Well, speaking about explaining things away, Marco, what about uh, going into Tokyo Drift? The characters that ended up uh, coming back, Twinkie and Sean and Earl, they all came back and they're apparently fucking rocket scientists. I don't know how they became that, but. <laughs> <laughs> There is no, I mean, maybe because like Earl is the one that designs the Mustang with, and he bu- moves the engine in, but I don't know if that actually qualifies you to work on rockets. <laughs> Back in Tokyo, so I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how long it takes to become a rocket scientist, but Lucas Black looks like he's old enough to have been to college twice. So <laughs> I can, I can kind of see too. that. I'm like. Am I okay? Beard. All right, maybe. I don't know. I I, I don't know how how the, the programs work out out there in in, in Japan, but would, I'm pretty sure that there's mind? no fucking way they could have been rocket yeah. scientists. Yeah. I mean, I know that I know. Would mind though to know that like Lucas Black is only 38? <laughs> it's bullshit. <laughs> you mean 68, right? Oh my god! I swear to God, no. So just 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 a heads up, Jesus. like he's. 
it's a hard 38 though if you guys know what i mean (laughs) and he was actually only like 23 when he when he did tokyo drift so i mean yeah he looked 40 but okay no he looked 38 in tokyo drift bro what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, it it was it was dumb but uh it was entertainingly dumb nabil they easily could have i mean they're they man they could have easily just said that they work for rocket scientists and they're just helping the guy out like as an apprentice or what or whatnot but no they decided to just make them the fucking rocket scientists and uh, I, I bought it i was like okay you know what fine whatever you're you're gonna go to space okay i'm just i'm I'm not going to go against it because it, it Dude, would just hurt my brain fucking, too much. The whole fucking space subplot could have been cut from the film. Dude. <laughs> I feel that like Tyrese wanted yeah. that so bad because he was <laughs> they had he advertised. He's part of the, uh, I'm starting the to marketing. See what, I'm starting to see why The Rock fucking hates this guy. So yeah. <laughs> He's like, we got to go to space. I was, I was like, okay. That whole thing could have been cut and the runtime would have actually worked better because truthfully, I'm like, no one gives a shit about this, dude. Yeah. No yeah they, I mean, the satellite thing seemed weird. It was definitely forced in there because there was no reason they had to destroy the satellite like that. They just threw a, an off-the-cuff line that says, yeah. oh, it can't be hacked, so you have to physically destroy it. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Satellite can't Mind get you, hacked. They can shoot a anything. fucking missile at it, right? Yeah. Exactly. Or something. You guys have every connection. You're, you're, you're country hopping like nothing, like it's on someone's fucking dime. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can probably shoot the shit out of the fucking sky. Yeah. Yeah, basically. It's crazy. But no, they're the only ones that could do it. I thought the space scene was ridiculously funny and hilarious, and I enjoyed every fucking second of it because that's that's what I was I mean, expecting. I I still found Tyrese and Ludacris's um, you know back and forth hilarious. Like they were still very funny in the film, which which always you know I think that they've kind of gotten that whole dynamic down. So oh you, the, oh you mean how uh how uh. Tej was just like, we just got to obey the laws of physics. You've broken every single one of them, sir. <laughs> right. Sorry, but yeah. you have. I will say this much. I was glad to see the Tokyo Drift characters regardless. It's just they always seem to be like the black sheep movie of the franchise other than Han. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that they actually, other than like, because in what, in 7, they sh- uh, it's the scene from 7 where they show that it connects to Tokyo Drift, right? Right. With Vin yeah. Diesel when he's talking to uh, Sean in that scene. So it's mm-hmm. kind of cool they added it. I mean, at this point, it's like, fuck it. Like, because, like, there's a lot of cameos in this fucking movie. Like, just random, dude. Yep. Although, yeah, it are. is funny how they how they mention Dom's name, and they're all like, who? I'm like, yeah. you've, you've well, met just, him twice, just, bro. Yeah, just just one. I mean, uh, They only Sean, really met Sean him in knew. passing, though. And technically, yeah. that was years past, right? Supposedly. So that yeah. was, like, eight years prior. So they're like, all right, I don't remember. Uh, 20 years in... Um, <laughs> Lucas Black. Technically, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sir. (laughs) You need to adjust. So, Uh, speaking of the cameos, uh, there there were quite a bit. Of course, we talked about. Well, we talked about the main character cameos, like Charlize Theron was in there, and of course, Helen Mirren as Queen. I mean, it's pretty much a cameo, man. Yeah, yeah. But we we also had the celebrity, which I feel like it's just a throwaway. And there was Cardi B was randomly in the film. Just mm-hmm. there. Cardi no B work. was in it. It was the dumbest fucking thing I've seen. I was like, is she in other movies or anything? Like, was nope, was the, just... Who were the other girls next to her? Was Lord the other one? I feel like that looked like her. I, I never was that a, Lord? Really? It, was it? it looked like it to me. I hadn't checked online, but she looked like Lord, the one next to Cardi B, and oh, I couldn't tell the other know. one next to her. I didn't think anybody there. I mean, Ozuna is in the flashback scene in prison. Yeah. That's Ozuna. Yes, she is. Yep. He is? I mean, Ozuna? 
So yeah. Why? Why not at this point? Why not? They're bringing characters left and right, and saying, "Oh, you're from my past, so we never brought you up, and we never seen you anywhere." But we're just gonna say it for convenience. <laughs> they're like, "Fuck it," I guess. And then, I mean, truthfully, yeah. um, Helen Mirren's role is a fucking thing too. It's know? a small thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was like I, I like her Christ, cameo, man. the best, really. At least she was racing. Yeah, because there's only real race scene in there. <laughs> Right I think the, the thing is too is that we've seen her in other movies too. She's also in yeah. um, Hobbs and Shaw, Mirror. Mm-hmm. She is, yeah. As a as another thing, so it's kind of like okay, that's pretty cool, I guess. Connects but I and she's it seems like I mean more than likely they're going to probably just continue those Hobbs and Shaw movies and not these. So after the finales, but well, I mean, so James, what what do you think? Do you think that the series is just it's just gone too far? It's like it's just way too over the top for itself, and we need to kill it, <laughs> or like we need to see more. Um, and do you know? Well, I mean, further. no matter what, we're getting the ten part one and two. So I mean, yeah, no, it needs to. It, it definitely needs in this, this series is this is getting Jaws four like almost at this point. <laughs> it re- it remembers Marco. It tracked me here. <laughs> so um, you know, the psychic shark and shit. God, if that happens in the next one, I'm gonna be like, I called it fucking back in 2021. Uh, yeah, no, I it it's bad, man. At this point, but that's, I mean, that's, but people can't, I mean, I went to it, like I told Marco and stuff and you, my theater is packed, man. So, yeah. I mean, obviously so it's, it's going to, so it did really well. So what about you, Marco? Uh, do you, uh, how do you feel about the series so far? Especially where we're at now and close to the end of the, the saga. I mean, as much fun as I had with this one, it, I do agree. It does need to end. And I really do hope that they stick to their guns and end it with part 10. <laughs> Even though, even though they're going to split it into two movies because they have to milk every single drop. And you know it's not going to be the end anyway because they'll have the spin-offs. They're, they're, well, they are doing they're the going to continue the saga and spin-offs. There's going to yeah. be a Han spin-off I mean, probably. There's going to We already have Hobbs and Shaw. They're, watch, there's going to be a Jacob spin-off. I don't think there's going to be a Han spin I don't think there's going to be a Han spin-off. I think Han, if anything, will be in the next Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, could be. Because, I mean, that you guys stayed for the post credit scene, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, see, I thought it was. I, also, yeah. I, I thought it was teasing uh, a Han spinoff. I know for a fact that also made it look like Jacob might have a spinoff too. So they're just they're just setting all this shit up. So hell, Cipher could have a fucking spinoff for all we know. I think if anything, Jacob's just gonna team up with him in the next movie, bro. Or he's gonna be. I don't know. We can talk about the next movie actually real quick. You know, we, well, how about we move in that? Yeah. Yeah, I was just gonna bring up just in regards to Jacob that. It was really quick how they just forgave him. Because I know that uh, Dom had his flashback and whatever, and he kind of realized what happened. But literally, the only reason Jacob even tried to be friendly was because he got betrayed. And so because he got betrayed, I wanted wanted to bring this up. Truthfully, he was still going to go move forward with that thing up until about 10 minutes prior to them fucking betraying him. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. There was no redemption arc. He was betrayed. He was actually just on top to check that shit, I guess, you know, and... And then Dom's like, we're family now. And then that was yeah, it. Like, gave- I got to give you a 10-minute car <laughs> to fucking redo your life. And I was like, please make... I was like, how much more time is left in this fucking movie? And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck, Why is this over here? Did you, dude, when he got into Han's uh, orange car, I was like, I don't think he's going to fit. No. To tell you the truth. <laughs> he got into that. Like, I was telling you, they're getting into a... Mi- Get into a Mini Cooper there. So. They were jumping in and out of all these different cars. Like, it was nothing while they were driving. It's like, wow, I guess we all just have learned this skill quickly. But, yeah, I mean, they just what about forgave the, what Jacob. A, yeah, it was, once again, convenience. One last thing I do want to bring up uh, before we end it out here is, like, the magnets, right? 
Yes. Nabil, I know you said you had something oh, about that. Geez. Yeah, the magnets, man. So at first it was just, you know, it's just going to collect a few things. And then suddenly they were able to duplicate the technology or at least to take them apart so they can hook it up into all these different cars, you know, where they can dial it up and then, you know, get everything magnetic. But then also they made it as a repellent. So now they can make it a positive and a negative charge. And so everything can get blown away from it. And I'm just, and, and they've all figured out how to do this pretty easily. Um, tear through buildings, doesn't impact the car they're driving. Nothing that they're wearing that could be metallic, yeah, I, such as even like somebody's necklace like, could, you know. Yeah, I was like, Dom's Dodge is made of fucking steel. Yeah. Like, okay, I guess this doesn't matter, right? Like, it does yeah. nothing for anybody. It, and like you said, James, like all the other films, you know, of course, it, it was a bit over the top, but there was at least some <laughs> kind of realism with it, at least a little bit of, you know, physics no none at all they, the magnets, they were all within six no. feet of each other and it didn't even affect their cars not nope. at all nope nothing and uh what's with the delay like because they would turn the magnets on you think it would instantly drag those things at them but there was that right. slight delay where they would drag behind them i'm like i i don't think that's how that would work but okay also hey millions, hey guys hold on yeah it's family, okay? That's <laughs> family. Well, it was like there's millions of dollars of damage, not just vehicle damage, pro- but property damage. Like all, I mean, it's it's a freaking, it's I mean, it's man of steel all over again at the end. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> destroying everything around you, and it's fine. You know, so the government will take care of it. Bro, they're flipping cars over at one point. I was like, and when the truck falls over, I was like, that took out a building. Like, like, it's okay. one thing in the last film because it was Cypher. She's a bad guy. She's doing crazy shit. Fine. But now the good guys are doing it and nobody cares. Like, oh, uh, what about the best scene in the movie, which is when Jacob is ziplining across the fucking city? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, okay, yeah. hold on. I will say this much. They explain it at one point because then he lands and shoots another one. I'm like, oh, he's shooting multiple ones. But yeah, no, yeah, it reminded is, me of but... the of the... It reminded me of the super highway from fucking Fast Six, dude. <laughs> just never the, the fucking runway lasted like half the country. Yeah, mm. it's ridiculous because he's fucking huge and he's fucking ziplining. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking. Christ. Just casually as hell too. Super casual. Yeah. No one notices me. A big freaking two hundred and sixty pound muscle beefsteak. You know, just walking around uh, off of buildings. It's fine. Nobody notices uh. me. <clears throat> He had and then this Dom times it, of course, to get him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. He didn't miss once, by the way. But once again, I mean, just, just roll with it, Mirror. I, I, just real quick, because I was wondering, how do you guys feel about them, about the whole Brian thing? Oh, like at that. the end. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was yeah. kind of nice. I suppose. Yeah. They've always they've always kept it like like Brian never died in that world. So I, yeah. I actually kind of yeah. like that. I like so, that too. Yeah. He shows up it's at always- the end. Although I did think for a second it was Jacob that was going to show up. I was like, really? Fucking everybody's eating lunch with these guys? Or <laughs> Jason Statham. And I, I did like the ending scene where um, Sean sees Han for the first time. And I mean, that they had a really good connection in Tokyo Drift. So that was a nice little. Right. Like, yeah. You know, because that was I his really mentor. Like that so that, I actually mm-hmm. I actually did like that scene. So. That was that was a good kind of closure there. Although I, I wish their reaction was a little better. It's like, bro, this guy's been dead for years. Like you, you might want to kind of tune up those acting skills a little bit more. Come on. Well, he did say that he had heard, right? So it wasn't like it was the first time seeing him, but he's not. He knew that he was alive because they obviously told him or something. Yeah, they gave him the plan. So yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But no, I mean that that ending scene. I always do like the family thing, um, even though it's a bit corny. They do kind of 
wrap things up nicely and, and they've done really good tributes especially since paul worker's passing uh like you said james on on remembering brian and you know keeping that whole thing going so that's nice all right so obviously we've, we've shed a lot on this film already um even though we you know have mixed feelings about it it's it's got a lot of faults but also a lot of popcorn stuff as well but let's talk about what we're what we're hearing about for the next films uh five ten and a uh, fast ten and then fast ten part two probably part two yeah yeah so they're doing part one and two vindies <laughs> just announced it like today that they're filming in january yeah so what do you guys think the plot's gonna be any any thoughts james on what do you think we should expect I mean, Cypher's going to show up. So they're going to try to blow the world up, and they're going to save it. No, I mean, maybe one guy dies, and that's it. I don't know. No? <laughs> so enthusiastic, I know. Sorry, yeah. guys. but I'm What like, about you, Mark? <clears throat> I know. Oh, they're going to another dimension. That's all that's left. <laughs> Multiverse, baby. Crossover. Multiverse. Actually, crossover yeah. with Jurassic World. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> going in the past. This fucking yeah, dinosaur is here. Yeah, or, ti- or time travel. Those yeah. are the only two they haven't touched. They've already gone to space. I'm gonna save Brian or something. I yeah, don't know. we've got nobody's alive. Dude, they, so okay, they they pull a Marvel. They go back in time, and it's like the first the first Fast and Furious movie, and they're in that world. I think, and they think CGI gonna... themselves into fucking scenes from the first movie. <laughs> why would uh, Why would I actually watch this? <laughs> that actually sounds kind of interesting. I was like, uh, I like the, I like where this is going. I think uh, I think Dom's gonna uh, Iron Man it, and he's going to save the day and die. You know, and they're all gonna grieve for him because you know Vin Diesel and his ego. He wants to die a hero, so they're gonna oh, make sure. True, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, they kind of teased it in this and one. Then so. fucking almost right when he fell, and then he did a Force vision, and then saw his dad. A force yeah. vision, which by <laughs> the way, that guy is from uh, uh, the Sons of Anarchy spinoff, Mayans. And he, Why did like, I fucking know yeah, that? I seen him, yeah. dude. I he plays he like, plays a fucking like twenty three, twenty four year old in minds. I'm like, this guy is not the right age to play their dad. They they're all like the same fucking age. I thought it was their I brother. I guess it's kind of cool though. Oh, yeah, maybe, same, same here. I was like, is that his older brother or something, or is that yeah. Dom? You know, but um, I guess it was kind of a cool that they didn't try to de- just de age them and make them yeah. look. But yeah. That would be two big ass guys with like small, big ass heads on little bodies. I'm like, this would just, of course, you know, <laughs> John Cena grew like two feet in his like late twenties. I didn't know you could do that. Late puberty, so. man. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I mean, he also grew his hair back somehow. This is cool. So. <laughs> Yikes! Oh man. Sorry. Any any thoughts oh, I, on what you guys think it might be calling the film Fast Ten? Any purpose? I mean, they I don't know where they call FX, Fast 9. man. Just call it FX. They gotta call it FX. FX. If they don't call it FX, they're they're missing out on a fucking huge market. There's that FX. No, there's that meme going around. Fasten your seatbelts, man. Oh wow, I like that. If it says that, we're not reviewing that movie. I'm gonna tell you right now. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking refuse. I'm like, nope, I'm good. Fast ten minute car. (laughs) Or just yeah, ten minutes. (laughs) <laughs> or, or it's gonna just be called the Fast and Furious Ten. Like, oh my god, this is, is like it? a fucking parody now. It's like a Family Guy joke now at this point. Fast Ten for the family. I think that's all we got on this, guys. Anything, anything last on it? Anything else? Anything you want to bring up, Nibble? Yeah, no. This this film was just crazy and also boring at the same time. I don't know why. So, I'm good. 
I like it. I like it. Anything, uh, Marco? No, just uh, what you were saying. If if you're a fan of the series, then yeah, go check it out. Or if you're really yeah. like on the fence, just wait for it to come out on streaming. Otherwise, or, I mean, like, if anything, uh, like a rental. If you want to rent it, yeah. I mean, Otherwise, this you know this isn't gonna get you to watch the series. This isn't the one. But you know, if, if you want to go crazy, you're like, you know what? I think I'm just gonna start with this one. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, guys. That's the end of the pod. That's our review of uh, F9: The Fast Saga. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for all your feedback, response, reviews. Uh, Marco, let them know how they can reach us. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at MoviePalsPod. Make sure to like, share, retweet, leave a comment. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Also, if you use Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher, Smash that subscribe button like you're trying to get away in a fast 10-minute car, and you'll never miss an episode. Also, please make sure to rate us. We're still not quite back at our five-star level yet, but we're trying to get there. All you have to do is just write a quick quick blurb, rate us five stars, tell us your thoughts. That's all you got to do. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome. Thank you for giving us a chance. Hopefully, you stick with us in the future. Thank you, Marco. And uh, tune in next time, guys. Episode 103. We're going to be um, reviewing a movie that we have actually been trying to watch for quite some time, but it was delayed again because of 2020. <laughs> that is going to be the Marvel film Black Widow. So until then, this is James. <laughs> and Marco. And Nabil. Have a good one. Bye.